Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dirty Cleats Podcast. This is your host, Dr. Dope Cope, and this is where we talk all things football. Well, we're back in the booth with C4. Say what's, what's going up. On? What's going on, everybody? Glad to be back. It's what, my fourth season to be back? Hey, fourth season. I can't be mad at it. Yeah. <laughs> Always a pleasure to have you on the podcast. We appreciate you coming through. On today's episode, we're going to get into what our sense of who we are as a football fan. You know, the ebbs and the flows of it. There's ups and there's downs. There's all kinds of things that goes on at being a fan, really, of any sport or any team. So, you know, we have different allegiances. Mm-hmm. But I think I, <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> but I think that, you know, we we still agree that, like, we like football. We're football fans at the end of the day. Yes. And, you know, I just want to go through your experience as a football fan. And, you know, it's it's been kind of different lately. You know? I would have to definitely agree with you there because I last season was rough, difficult, you know, trying to stomach my team's losses and all the rest of that crap. But amongst everything else, it has become difficult to, in a way of watching footballs as adjusting, you know, because when we were, I, I'll put it like this. When I was younger, it was more about, you know, the grimy running, you know, the the bashing, people was bleeding all the time, you know, crazy stuff like that. Yo. You know? Like the commentating was a lot more, you know, articulated, but those were real commentators as opposed to now where you just got ex-players and former coaches, you know, these right, people. Right, right. So they're talking about the game in a different kind they're of way. Giving, yeah, they're giving you, you know what I'm saying, the juice as to what the game is, but they're not, they may not be. They're missing that dialect that, that oh, used to okay. connect. I got, you. Like, I got what you're saying. Like how John Madden used to connect it for everybody. No, so I get what you're saying. And, you know, John Madden, RIP. RIP. He definitely changed the game for everybody, like, when it comes to commentating. And he was a mix of both. And I guess what you're saying is, you know, you want somebody with some more dialect and who can speak well and articulate, as you said, like so that. eloquently. But it, it, it's, it's more, you know, like I was saying, you know, it's it's... It's it's a transition. I've had to adjust. I've had Definitely. to grow with the game. Of, you know what I'm saying? We've right. all had to love and hate parts of, of commentating or parts of the way the game was shown or advertised or how it was. Now the cameras look like video games. You know what I'm saying? Everything it's is crazy. Really wild. <laughs> it's really wild how it's transformed. And I guess, you know, that's what happened with technology and with the times and things are changing. You know, just a little while ago, you really wasn't even rocking with football. Like, mm-hmm. okay, so let's just clear the air. Chris is a Dallas Cowboy I am fan. A diehard Dallas Cowboys fan. I ain't never changing my stars for nobody. So that's that's what shit show. <laughs> I mean, I don't really even know how we're friends. It's really you know, crazy. You just block it off. Um, a couple months of the year, I can't really talk to you. Super close friends, you know, one of my best <laughs> friends, like, you know, in life. So it's crazy. But, you know, I support your decisions all the time, as always. 
You know, I have decisions that yeah. are being made, and I've always been a Washington fan. Always. This but, uh, never changed. you know, more on that later. <laughs> but it's it's interesting that you weren't even a football fan, and now you're back rooting for your team, and it's different. It is different. You know, so tell us a little bit about the transition and what it's been like for you. Well, the transition now is I can't really, like I said, I, I, I've had to change my perspective on the game. One thing is I got to look at the different commentators. You know, these are former players, former coaches. You know, they're most of them have college education, but they're not going to be as jazzed up as, say, as, you know, somebody else like Pat Summerall or John Madden or what's my man Boomer? My man Boomer being in the booth killing it. You feel me? Like, but that's that's a whole different story. That's a different type of of. of person giving you a dialect on the game as opposed to a former player that's giving you the juice as to what's really going on. They're breaking down the locker room talk. They're giving you what's really going on as opposed to a person that ain't been in the field. So you're getting field experience versus somebody that's sitting behind a desk in the office. Yeah. Yeah. And I totally get it. And it's different. And I mean, I like it. I like some people. I'm, I really ever paid attention to like, who's actually giving the game? I'm so enthralled with, like, what's actually happening on the field. I don't really care who's talking. But some people are, like, borderline annoying. <laughs> and, you know, some people I like more than others. And I've come to realize that, I think, over the years. Uh, and I don't really know if I have a favorite, but maybe I should figure that out. Now, if we want to go straight to the football, you know what I'm saying, straight straight smash my football play, play, it's not even really that no more. It's It's straight. Passing now, the league has become more passing. Definitely, I've had had to accept that too, and how I have to be a wide receiver fan. You know what I'm saying? I've always been an 88 fan, Michael Irvin, but you know, now I've had to expand and look at other people and be like, oh yeah, this guy's good. Well, there definitely were a lot of changes with Washington. And, you know, I just cannot bring myself to be a Commanders fan. I support anybody that is, and I support anybody that is also in the same position as I am. You know, I'm not necessarily out here looking for a team. I will continue, you know, my affection for the NFL and watch games and support players more so than anything. Definitely going to be rooting for those pit players that's out here, head of the pit. And, you know, just all all of the other outstanding guys out there that make differences for their teams and help them win. And I'm going to watch winners and play fantasy and root for those guys. And, you know, that's really where I am with all of it. And I just really hate that it had to come here. But I cannot, I can't do it. And maybe I need to get into that a little deeper. Stay tuned. All right. Well, even just looking at other players from cornerbacks, running backs, all right, other players like who? What's some other receivers that you think are like Michael Irvin-esque? That you're like, all right, he good. He ain't on my team, but I can root for him. Maybe he on my fantasy team. Since you're in the league now. Oh, two yeah. years strong. Your boy, your boy. Uh, from where? From, from the commanders. Terry? McLaurin? Yeah, yeah, you know his name. I don't know his scary name. Scary Terry. <laughs> you better be scared, bro. He is scary. Okay, I give you that. He's a beast. I, he's nice. I like him. He's a, he's a good receiver. Who else is there? He used to be a Redskin. 
Used to be a red skin. He's still a red skin. Hey, I mean, he's still debatable. Dead colors, but you know what I'm saying? It's all good. Mm, you know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Who else? All right, we got some other ones. I mean, there's some young ones out here that are really making some plays. Like Justin Jefferson. Mm. He's like heating up and he's getting. Kirk is throwing him the ball. Didn't throw him the ball last week. No, he ain't throwing the ball. Didn't throw Jack. He ain't throw him shit. He should have gave him some more. He should have gave him some more, Jack. Nah, for real. So you say you got to get used to like the wide receivers and it's like pass heavy and everything like that. So back in the day, it was more like the grind. You know, it was the grind. You had the running back. It was definitely more of a run game back when I was watching it as a kid, you know, Going over my grandmother's house, watching the game type situation. Sitting there, you watching Emmett Smith running up the, you know what I'm saying, running up the gut, his arm tore up type situation. That was that's the stuff that made me a Cowboys fan. You feel me? Mm-hmm. The defense. The defenses were grimy. You know, my father was a Steelers fan, so I always seen the Steelers games, and you know, I was okay. I didn't watch the Mean Joe Green era, but. Hey, people but he, like, was, he was me. Yeah, people like Bradshaw and there was a couple other dudes that used to be like really knocking folks' heads off. You feel me? Like they was Straight up. they was killing. Like and they, then there's my favorite of all time, John Lynch from 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 Denver. Okay, there you he, go. He was like he was one of them. You know, I, I'm a I was a free safety fan. Okay, that's a good position. Need it. You Need gotta it. have. It's, otherwise, you're getting torched. Yeah. Definitely getting torched. More, more importantly, that's the last line of defense. Yep. But yeah, okay. That I like that. It, I liked watching the games back then too. You know, I mean, I never played, obviously, but <laughs> I mean, you know, you say you play like, you know, it's about Man. hitting with the defense back now. Back then. Yeah. Now you gotta like, it's a different kind of game. They playing a different kind of game with the rules, and it's just like. You know, yeah. You, it's, you, back then, you just go out there and hit somebody. Now you gotta kind of finesse how you hit somebody. It's, yeah, it's, it's too much. It's, it's you can't even just you know. I, I one person experience like just from playing was like the best time ever. You know, coach was like, "Look, Foreman, just go out there and just knock somebody's head off. I don't care what you do." I'm like, "All right, cool, forget it." I go out there, did that, came back. My bell was ringing. You feel me? I ain't know what was going on. I looked up. Couldn't figure out what sideline it is, but that's that's that was the hitting, you know what I'm saying? That was that was being in football for me. Now people can't even do that. No, they definitely. I mean, it happens. I feel like it's really gonna be hard to, for it to trickle down into like you know the the high schoolers and the middle schoolers and the kids younger than that. You yeah. know that play tackle football because, like, you know, we always want to protect the players. Let's just say that for the record. But you know, it's it's really hard in a contact sport such as this, and they're really trying to change it. But the changes don't re- aren't really affecting any of the kids that are playing they, the they game aren't, to get but there. They're, they're trying to make sure that they're you know modifications like the whole you can custom make your helmet and all the other definitely. stuff. Definitely, but after on. that injury I seen last night with um the dude from from the who was he from? Um, so, you you talking about during the Bills game? Yeah, during the Bills game. I don't remember the dude's name, but, yo, that injury was terrible. And they had to cart him off in the ambulance. But that, that made me realize what they're really trying to do with saving some of these players. Because that could have been his entire career right then and there, you know, gone. Right, right. I, absolutely. We're, you know what? I'm going to find out who that guy was and... I'm going to do a Dr. Dope Coat 
injury report on him. He'll be my first player that I did. All right, that's a bit. Definitely. I hope you find out what happened because that was really scary. And, you know, things can happen like that. Instantaneous, right? Instantly. So it's just a blessing that they're even out there playing the sport of football, knowing the risk. And it's just really crazy. (laughs) It's just really crazy that they're, you know, they do this and you guys do this and you have experiences too. And I'm sure, you know, people sacrifice their bodies, but they're paying for, you know what I'm saying? They're playing for the check, of course, but it's also the love of the game. And at at the end of the day, they only got what, maybe 15 years tops to try to max this out. So they're trying to make sure they do what they can, but they also got to take care of themselves. So I understand why the hitting isn't as egregious as it used to be. You feel me? But it could be better. Like I miss Troy problem other days. Oh, come on. You know it. You know it. I mean, fun fact. Fun fact about me. I took a class with his wife. Mm. She's, well, I don't know if they're still married, but she, I hope they are. Uh, for the record. But, yeah, she's a lawyer. She was She was taking a law class, I just say. It was like one of my electives, and found out she was his wife. And that was crazy, because yeah, he was killing it on the field. Yeah. and. She was in someone's courtroom, and that's amazing. So, <laughs> shout out to them. Agreed. So, I know a lot of you out there play fantasy football, and there are some players out here that got hurt last year that I am I have my eye on this year to just see, you know, what they're capable of and, and what they can do out here on the field. I'm definitely rooting for them 110%. Uh, a lot of these running backs that are, like, really high up there on the scale are, are you know, players that got injured last year, including Derrick Henry, Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, you know, Really good players, super strong running backs um, that can definitely take the top, be out in the top five spots uh, in a good league, in my opinion. So, you know, I want to see what they're capable of. Uh, I had James Robinson on my team last year. He definitely did produce some of the time. You know, he's coming back from injury. Just interesting to see what he may do. Uh, J.K. Dobbins, another running back that, I was excited for this coming year because, you know, he he got hurt last year. Interested to see how he produces this year. Another player that I uh, really like that I want to come back and play on the field is Michael Thomas. A couple years ago, I had him on my fantasy team. And, man, listen, this guy doesn't drop a ball. Pause. Um, You know, he's a great, great wide receiver, a great fantasy threat. and. I just really hope that he can get himself in gear and really get out on the field and produce for his team. Go Saints. Who that? Um, yeah, there, there are some other players out here that you guys could be targeting. Chris Godwin, you know, they have a really high-powered offense going on around there. So interested to see what they're going to be doing. And, you know, Odell Beckham maybe another player that, I guess I just have my eye out on just to see what these guys are going to do coming off of injury. You know, anybody that you guys have questions about, like, you know, well, what's going on here with this guy? Should I should I drop him? Should I keep him? You know, sit him on the bench for a few, because that's that's what I'm trying to do. 
I'm trying to predict like if they're going to be healthy for a certain amount of time or unhealthy, right? Because that's what really matters in fantasy football. You, if you, if somebody gets hurt, you're immediately thinking next man up. But if it's somebody that is actually a pivotal player and they could return before the playoffs, like you might can keep them on your bench if you know you've drafted well and and you can hold up the slack for a couple weeks. So I'm out here to give fantasy advice and give all of my takes when it comes to the sport of football. I mean, it's only two weeks in, but what do you think? Can Is there any team you can see going to the Super Bowl right now? Putting my money on the Bills. If I had to be putting my money Man. on anybody, is the Bills. Like, nobody's touching these spammers right now, bro. They have smashed my football at everybody. Definitely. Definitely running it up on any and everybody right now. Okay, so that's from the AFC. So who, I mean, really, who from the NFC is going to gonna do something with that? <laughs> is that really a question? I mean, I know you're not about to say the Cowboys. I mean, I got to say it, but you know, uh, I, do I have to say it? But This y'all a year to no, go to the no, to Super no, Bowl no, and lose to the Bills? No, hell no. I would okay. not speak that bad juju, but you know what I'm saying? I mean, if I got to say anybody from the NFC, it's called the Cowboys. Who, like, who, who okay. else is going to go? Okay, I mean, I mean, literally anybody else. Forget you. <laughs> Jeez. No, nah, no, nah, we ain't even Super Bowl. No, they ain't even the thought this year. That ain't even an option. Okay, I mean, it's it may take some, I don't know, we'll see. Yeah. Stranger things have happened. No. Huh. Okay. I mean, I I liked watching people like Ray Lewis. Yeah. You know, definitely definitely liked him. Uh, but also as a Washington fan, London Fletcher. Mm-hmm. That was good. And he got stats. He plays so many games. He had like the record for like how many games in a row or something. Like so, yeah. he was on he, the field. He, he was a monster. London Fletcher, Daryl Green. I give you that. Daryl Green, talk about some running backs. Champ Bailey. Uh, oh, you want to go running backs? Only person I really hated, could not stand, Rock Cartwright. Ooh, ooh, throwing it back. <laughs> Man, that's a that's a that's a good one. I, I he was a monster. I didn't like him. And see, what people may not understand is when you say you can't stand people, that mean. They was good, and, was and was they played for a like, team you ain't like. He was a monster. Like, don't get me wrong. Hey, like, uh, if, he was, if he had some stars on, you know, you know, he did, see, he did that was, that was the time, thing. But he was terrible. He put the jersey up forever. I'm doing with us now. We don't need him. But see, they do that. They float from, like, <laughs> division, like, inner, inner divisional trees and all that. It's crazy to me. But I got some players that wore some stars that I wish didn't, and – you know, some dirty birds, too, but Mm-mm-mm-mm. that's a whole nother story for He's another stupid. day. I can respect it, though. Yeah, I definitely appreciate you coming through. Appreciate being on the podcast again, you know. Yeah, we out here. Chris is my one of my best friends. He makes beats. You know, this is how I have my beats on my podcast. Every season, they've been supplied by C4 Beats. Yes, sir. The 80 greats. 80 greats, 80. Oh, y'all, like ASO, free. Listen, oh, Snare, look, these guys make some amazing music, and I'm just, 
I just am grateful to listen. So tell everybody how they can contact you. What's up with the beats, man? Like what's going on in the projects? What's the greats doing right now? Um, we got a couple things going on. We got right now me and Free putting out a anime tape. It's supposed to be coming out soon. Shout out Bree Mafia for mixing it down. Uh ASO's got a couple different projects out now. You know, if yes, yes. straight on Apple Music, you know, ASO Cartel. That's all you gotta look him up as. Free Mind Radio is him. I'm still working on mine because I'm trying to figure out what I wanna do as a producer <laughs> if I'm actually gonna put out a you know, a little solid project instead of just working with continuous artists. So I got various things with projects spread around, but no real tags for C4 just yet. Coming soon. <laughs> Hello, everybody again. And thank you so much to everybody that's listening to this podcast right now. Whether you're a new listener or a returning listener, I really appreciate you guys supporting this podcast and talking sports with me. You know, this is one of my favorite things to do. So if you don't know, I'm a physical therapist and I really just have always loved the body and how it moves and how it ticks. And I, I pretty much tried to learn as much as I could when I went through PT school and, you know, shout out to Hampton. They the ones that made me. Um, and it's just been really great watching sports as a kid and now as an adult you know I can really just dissect everything that's going on on the football field and I really just love this sport guys so I really love talking about it and I love talking about the players and what's going on out there so you know some something that I'm going to be bringing to this season is Dr. Dope Cope's injury reports so I'm going to be posting on social media on Instagram and Twitter I'm going to be posting injuries that are unfortunately are going to take place within the sport and just, you know, giving my perspective of what's actually going on, the mechanism of injuries, you know, what, how, how long I think they may need to be out to properly rehab this area, you know, what actually takes place with the rehab sometimes. And, and yeah, just giving my, my take on what it takes to rehab certain injuries that may happen within the league. I love predicting injuries. If you're with me and we're watching sports, you know, that's something I just, I try to diagnose like super early, you know, just watching a couple of replays and it's just really something that's my little quirky fun thing to do. Um, I really love what I do. I love my job and I really appreciate all of the other therapists that are out there, shout out to y'all DPTs. We're out here and that's what's up. So just wanted to let y'all know about some of the new things that are to come this season on Dirty Cleats Podcast. H-O. I made that with a lot of C4. Hey, y'all. Thank you again for listening to the Dirty Cleats podcast. You can follow this podcast on Instagram and on Twitter at Dirty Cleats Pod. Keep those cleats dirty. Peace.